Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. This is episode... Oh, fuck, 62? Oh, shit, 66. 66! <laughs> episode 66, coming at you. Chance Watson and Taylor Wells, back a month and a half later. Uh, Wellsy, we kind of we kind of fell off the map there a little bit. Yeah, I am. I'm actually a year like a year older now since we've done Are the you? podcast. Yeah, that's how uh, that's how long it's been. <laughs> no, that's yeah. It was like shortly before I uh, met up with with your drunk ass and our old stomping grounds. So our old stomping grounds. That's the last time we did this Moscow. sucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's been a little bit. Uh, so a lot of hockey news has happened. We're gonna. We're going to do our best here to give you guys an episode every week before the season starts, and then hopefully we'll get back into our routine of, of giving you you guys some, some weekly hockey hockey commentary. Um, but it, to start out, I figured, uh, we figured rather, that we would go, we'd jump right into some stuff about uh, things that we have missed over the last, uh, you know, month and a half. Um, we'll, we'll try to touch on some, you know, uh, more new news. Uh, we will probably talk about Jess Beery, um, uh, the offer sheet from the Carolina Hurricanes, definitely a PR mm-hmm. move. Um, but in any case, uh, we'll, we'll get into that stuff, but I think our listeners are dying to know Taylor, the Kraken now have a team. Um, let's uh, not commenting on the player. Well, okay. We can talk about the draft, but let's not go into, we'll, we'll, when we want to talk about player specifics, we'll go right into the roster. But the draft itself, um, was it good? Was it bad? Was it okay? What What are your thoughts? Uh, it could have been worse. It could, uh, it, it could have been worse. could yes. have been worse. Um, Janet Jackson's boob didn't make an appearance, which I was disappointed about. That was very disappointing. Uh, uh, overall, honestly, like the only thing I wish they would have shown a little bit more during the draft itself, like the expansion draft, the – sail gating that was going on out in in the uh puget sound yeah well actually i think it's technically lake union i think is where they i think they were just on the north side of lake oh, union i think is where it was at fucking but, fancy seattle people uh, you're becoming one of them now i know you know mm-hmm. um craft beer in holy jeans is kind of my thing now mm, yeah okay. i just bought a pair of uggs Perfect. Is that Seattle. I don't know. That's I have no idea. Per- Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't have those yet. I did get okay. some Tevas uh, for the for the trip here, but uh, perfect. Yeah. Apparently, the sailgating was just phenomenal, and they really only, they really only panned to it a couple times. And I wish, like, just to be able to see the line of boats and the pe- you know drunk people falling off of them. Yeah, like one like of the that. one of the biggest fans there was like a Red Wings fan with like the giant octopus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it, and it was it was cool because obviously like. I think all of us were hoping that the jerseys would be out before then, right? I mean, which has been a big disappointment. That, honestly, one of the bigger disappointments with the team. Um, they the jersey shirts are out now. That's the the best that they've given us. Is they fine, but shirts. still not. Yeah. So let's let's go into it. Um, the the sir, I want I went to a hockey bar. Shout out to the hub in Spokane. They they mm. were great. They were great hosts. Um, I once I won a couple raffle items. That was pretty cool. I got a, I got a hat that says "Make Hockey Violent Again." Nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then a, and then a Kraken sweatshirt. So it was a good time. Um, there were good hosts, even though even though the 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 owner is a Blackhawks fan, and uh, I was I was I was booed. Um, me and the other <laughs> me, me and the other three Red Wings fans in the bar, we were booed. Um, apparently he has the uh he has the goal light you know the bud light goal light that goes off uh-huh. anytime a goal is scored in the nhl yes okay it goes off for every team except the red wings 
<laughs> so I respect that the pro- that, that I thing on like a Thursday, like a Thursday hockey night's got to be obnoxious as fuck. Oh yeah, it's just it's just one after just the other. Boy, boy, oh, boy, yeah. boy, boy, boy. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, um, that's it's funny because you can get like did we looked at those in college? This is way off course. We did. We, we looked at those in college. And I remember them being like a couple thousand bucks, aren't they? Yeah, they're like they're, ridiculously uh, not expensive. The, aren't not they? The, I mean, it felt probably to us like a th- couple thousand bucks. Oh, yeah, but, it was probably like two hundred. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> some. I mean, definitely an insurmountable amount of money for us. Right. Um, we had already spent our last, you know, our last three paychecks from the ice rink on beer. So, you know how many cases of Rainier you could buy with two hundred bucks? Fuck it. You know, <laughs> you I'll just make my you, own goal horn sounds. You know. <laughs> You know how many rubber mats you gotta got to mop and uh, passes oh, on the God. ice that is? Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, skates that luckily, need sharpening. Luckily, I was stealing money from the rink the whole time. So. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. 50000 in two years uh, or whatever it's, that It's okay. Stole. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, it's okay. Everybody else was doing it, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it was part of the job. It's like that that 70s show. If you just you need something, you just take some money from the register, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> We'll buy it. We'll buy it. What is this? Uh, I will. I will not believe that that place has a new rink until I like. I literally step step in it. Yeah, honestly, like I'm gonna go over there for the inauguration. I I will. I swear to God, I will because I've been I've been one of the most critical people of it. But because mm-hmm. I just don't believe that. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah. I sold my soul for the fucking banquets and shit there for oh. like three years. So. Oh, not even our soul. Like we sold ourselves. Yeah. How no, how I you def- how you and I learned that we could do this fucking podcast is because we got on radio together. Well, that's true. That is true. And like you know, wow, and when I had to and when I had to pass my wiener around. That. that. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> That, that that's too. the other time yeah that was yeah, a different day that was the other that was the other time um mm-hmm. so i was watching the event from the hub and uh it already sucked a because y- y- the folks that aren't on twitter and aren't like you know diehard hockey fans like you and i they enjoyed it a little more um those yeah. who are plugged in we already knew the draft and uh, shitty sucked. that sucked it was it was leaked beforehand now i don't give any shade to the insiders that their job yeah but but really, like, and even when the names came out, like, fuck, you're just sitting there going, like, this is, this is not good. Yeah. Um, and as you know, like, everybody was thinking, like, oh, maybe they're leaking them, and then they're going to change it up. When they didn't, they literally went with every single one of their picks. Hmm. Um, the event was kind of cool. Um, it seemed like you know, it seemed like it was a nice day there. There was a couple of scripted events that were cool. They had some Seattle, you know, celebrities that came out and announced it. Um, and they and they brought in a few players, uh, you know, crazy Tanev and and that kind of thing. Um, so I, 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 you know, the, the television production was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, but that being said, now we can dive into the actual thing that matters, which is the team. And uh, man, I, it's well, I, it, yeah. Let's you, you go ahead. I just go ahead. Wanna, I want to go back to the draft for, real quick. So. I just I don't remember maybe I, maybe we were drinking too much when Vegas got their team but um, did they have celeb I mean I'm sure they did right they had celebrities and stuff I remember they had uh, no Trebek, I don't think right? so didn't they what did Trebek what was the thing with Trebek was that the like that was the last draft not la- not uh, the last yeah, draft yeah, that was the right, COVID draft right. okay all right all right Trebek yeah RIP. okay so but did Vegas Vegas didn't do like any fun announcing like any celebs to announce shit at I, all? I could be wrong but I okay. don't think so yeah I, I don't think remember. it I think it was kind of rolled into the 
actual like draft draft. Mm, I could okay. be I could be wrong on that. Totally, totally. Like somebody could call me out, but I I don't believe that that was. I don't believe so. Mm. I don't think there okay. was like an I actual. I think that was cool. I don't think there was an actual draft party, but yeah, uh, the fact that we already knew the players kind of took some of the magic out of it, right? Um, and it there like was no surprise whatsoever, um, which sucked. But you know, I, I, yeah, I, I remember because yeah, they started firing off the names, and I just remember sending you a text like, "This fucking sucks." Yep. But it's because yep. I like surprise parties and you know, cake and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. And uh, and unfortunately, that just didn't happen. And and then and then the player choices themselves. I think everybody was, I, I mean, shocked. So, yeah, like mildly yeah. shocked. Yeah, is, I think is what what we're going for here. I think re- like before we really dig into it, I think what happened is they they said that they wanted to take a different path than Vegas. Ron um, Francis, his biggest defense, and now now because hindsight's twenty twenty, we can even see that that kind of backfired on him, but. He defended his picks by saying that of all the drafts and all the free agencies, cap space was going to be the biggest weapon out there. Right. So he wanted as much money to work with as he could. Which is fair. I mean, that's why you didn't see some of the contracts that he took. But I I honestly think just kind of looking even back at this roster a little bit and and they said that they said going in that they weren't going to take what Vegas did. It's a whole new draft, they said, right? Sure. And so I think you know we'll start digging into it, but I think one of the one of the trends that kind of starts coming up is they take a lot of a lot of D in general that I think they thought that they could flip or that you know they could they could realistically flip, right? I mean, because that's what Vegas did is they did flip flip quite a bit of the D that they got. That was the idea, like anyway. Yeah. And I feel like that was the idea for them. Like, obviously, cap space is important, but also that kind of you know trying trying to play that market. It's just a different year, right? Like. They're, they just, you know, teams don't have any cap space. So are they going to take a guy like, yeah, I'm not even going to start naming names until we get into it, but are they going to take any of these, you know, third-pairing Ds realistically that, that the Kraken have a, a bounty of, right? So let me get specific for you for a second, like on players that didn't happen. Uh-huh. What? Let's go to the big name. Why not Carey Price? Why not Carey Price, yeah. And, what, and why... And do you do you think that was a bad idea to not take him? I think it was only a bad idea not to take him because I don't think Kale Fleury is that the third. I think he tops out a third pairing guy. So I mean, sure. Uh, I know that. Hey, there's this first spoiler of the of the podcast. Right there, you go. Um, yeah, I just I I mean I get it. It's just it's really interesting to kind of hear the 2020 now, like that you know hear the hindsight is um, Carrie and his wife were literally like preparing. Right to go to Seattle, they were just like, "Yeah, we're we're from close to the area," and I think his wife's even from the Seattle area, and I think he's BC, isn't he? He's like a BC guy, I believe. So. Um, and so, yeah, it was it, yeah, it was just like to, it was funny to kind of hear them come out and say like we were ready to go, but um, and and hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I mean, we basically like we know kind of why they probably didn't do it is is who they signed at Tendy, uh, you know. Both both their attendees are probably. I think they're still less than what Price would have made, um, and they're and they're pretty damn good goalies. So, yeah, I definitely that one was a surprise. I thought that they would take someone even with a bigger contract um, from Philly, like JVR or uh, you know Voracek, maybe get some goal scoring up front. Uh, you know, there's just there was just little nuances like that, and it was just like, man, we really could have had 
you know, the Kraken could have had had a, a team that at least you know resembled a, a a playoff team, I guess. You know, and and yeah, it's just it's a little disappointing. But the draft was fun. It was fun to see Marshawn try to say uh, Kale Yarncrock. So um, that was a good one. But. Yes, I agree. Marshawn, you meant? Oh yeah, Marshawn Lynch. That's right. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Um, yeah. No, I. I. It's. They, they obviously, I think that was like the big takeaway from that, is they they passed over some obviously good players mm-hmm. for salary. Now, yeah. in the moment, there's still hope. There's like, okay, yeah, you know, is, yeah. Big, Big Dick Francis has has a plan here, and he's going to weaponize this. So people start, you, go, you move out from the draft, and you start looking at free agency and, mm-hmm. and, and the actual draft. And we go, right. okay, you know, he's got all this free agency. He's got these new players. Yeah, he could have picked better. Yeah, if he was going to trade them, there's there's a lot of what ifs here. Like we could, there, if he didn't like some of these people, he should have drafted them and traded them. True. That's and that's I think that that's what's going to come back and bite them. And I, okay, I'm going to preface this. This this is going to sound like we're going to criticize a lot. That being said, when we get to the very end of this, I don't. It's not going to be as terrible. Like I, as I look at this roster on daily faceoff right now. I'm I'm not going to be as negative, but leading up to it, it's it might be a slog. So we move up to the free agency. We move into the draft. No trades. Right. Or, you know, insignificant trades. Um, you know, like we I think they sent one guy to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing, nothing massive. Nothing really comes out until they sign Philip Grubauer, which Big Dick Francis has gone on record and said, we we didn't know he was available. We kind of panicked. Hmm. And it threw everything and it threw a wrench into everything because it looked like the only thing now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but after the draft, it looked like really the only thing that was set in stone was the goalies. Right. Am I am I wrong? No, and I, I think I but I, I do like I like what they did, but I think you're right. I think I think I would have felt comfortable with them going in with the goalies that they had, and then potentially looking to spend a little bit more towards some goal scoring or you know th- those kind of things, right? So like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have been I would have been completely okay with what do you, how do you say it, Drieger? Drieger, yeah, yeah, I would have been completely okay with him and Vanacek just dueling it out next year i would have been sure completely okay with that i would have been you know 100 percent fine sure so so grubauer comes onto the scene and it's this and this is a question for you do you do you honestly do you think that they had landeskog no i think landeskog was very much a no i don't think they did I think Landis Cog was always going to stay in Colorado. I think he just kind of was using the, well, I'm going to go talk to other people then. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to, you know, I'm going to see what my options are. And I think that's fine. But, like, yeah, I think I think they kind of had him locked up. I don't think he would have been here. Do you think Seattle thought that they had Landis Cog? Mm, I mean, obviously, there's no way for us to know. But, like, I, I don't think so. I just, I it's so it's so hard for me. And maybe there's, you know, may, not being close to the GM stuff and, like, obviously we didn't even, you know, we're just, we're speculators on the NHL level of stuff, right? So, like, 
maybe at the NHL level, like the captain leaving teams in his unrestricted free agent, like his unrestricted year. Um, you know, maybe that is more of a plausible thing, but I just didn't see it. I, the only thing I could have seen is if they basically said, like, well, I guess Nathan McKinnon. Who's the, I think Atlantis Cog was the captain, right? Yeah. So then maybe they maybe maybe he was hearing, like, hey, McKinnon's going to be the captain, right? And so, like, I could see that him leaving, but, you know, at the same time, like, I know it came in, this is <laughs> literally a nobody team, but Ducks, so, Ducks so this Brian brings, Getzloff basically said, like, I'm not going to move my family. You know what I mean? Right, so it could be like right. that. But. So this brings me to my next critical, my, my first real critical question out of all of this. Like, Big Dick Francis is talking about how he wants – like, he's going to weaponize the cap space. Like, right now, it's a huge commodity because there's a flat cap and whatnot. But he has yet to use it. Right. And he, as far as we know, I mean, unless he's waiting for, you know, the trade deadline coming up here, which is, like, super long game kind of stuff, he hasn't used it and it doesn't look like he, isn't, he really even has the opportunity to use it. Yeah. Unless he wants to be like Ken Holland and give obscene amount of money to mediocre players. Um, yeah, which which he hasn't. Um, everybody is. I, I'm looking at all these contracts here. The people that he's signed. You know, there's nothing terrible on here that I I, I don't hate any of it. Mm-mm. You know what what's what's Grubauer on, for example? Uh, six and a half, I think, a year. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah, like that's, I'd have that's, to double check that, but I I do. Th- he's I mean, an above average goalie. I would say he's probably well. He had a th- great year last year. Yeah, he's he's definitely in the top ten of goalies, arguably top five, maybe like low five, maybe five point nine million a year for him. Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, I know, so, he, yeah, he's it's it's really not bad. I think um, I'd have to check the Jane. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the Jane Schwartz one. I think his was, um, you know, I think he's close to that six. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And you could argue that's high for him. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a second line guy for me, but um, well, the whole team's a fucking second line guy. Right. So they let's one, okay. So the whole team of second so line guys. But it's fine. They go. We go through free agency. We go through the draft. Um, do do we like their draft pick? Uh, they're number one. Yes. I I don't know who else you would have taken. Okay. Um, and I think I think it's something that tell me tell me a little bit about him. So Maddie Beniers, right? Yep. Um, so and he he realistically like he had a big year at Michigan. He's he's a much more complete player than someone like uh, Johnson, who was also on Michigan. Um, I honestly I would have I, I if I was Buffalo I probably would have taken him over Owen Power at one. Even I don't think Owen Power is that great. I mean, he's he's going to be okay, but I think he's a he's realistically a two three, and taking him first overall that's 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 another point in time. Um, but Matty Beniers, I mean, realistically, right? Like one of the things that you and I have talked about is Vegas has issues down the middle still, technically, right? I mean, they realistically yep. do still have issues down the middle, and I think this doesn't get them a number one center. I don't think Beniers will ever be a number one center, but he's he's realistically, I mean, he tops out at a one B. Um, and then he's for sure he's for sure an NHL second line center. I mean, I, I I think with his speed and his his work ethic and and just the way that he plays the game. I mean, he's not gonna he's got he's a fifty sixty top seventy point guy, um, and he's built for the new NHL. 
right? He has the speed. He's got the motor. He just doesn't even stop. Like, he honestly, like, if he, you know, if he could, he'd probably pay 40 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's that kind of kid. And so I think this is a great pick for them. Uh, I know people debated with Eklund. I still think Eklund is probably more of a – I really dug into the draft, if you can't tell. I can tell. Um I still think Eklund is probably closer to a second-line left winger. I, I, he, he could potentially push for a, a top-line left winger. but I, So a second-line, for sure, second-line center in the NHL in, in Beniers is, is going to be much better than even someone like that. And so, yeah, I, I actually really like that pick, um, you know, because and, and realistically I don't, I don't know how long, like, everyone loves Yanni Gord, but realistically you want Beniers to, to kind of step into that role in a year or two so oh I'm uh, I'm yeah okay so yeah. let's let's we've beaten around the bush enough let's get into the roster okay we've had we've had a couple so, so uh Alexander Wenberg was another controversial free agency signing I have um, my opinions on that I'm much more negative on him than a lot of the Kraken fan base but I think yeah that's so let's just natural. Let, let, right so we'll get into that um let's let's this uh coming from daily faceoff uh, first line slotted out, and again, this is all taken with a grain of salt. And Yanni Gord is actually injured, so th- this True. might be temporary. It'll just push um, the centers up a little bit. Yep. So first line: Jaden Schwartz on left wing, Yanni Gord center, Jordan Everly right wing. Right. Um, I'll before you give your analysis. I'll I mean I'll just make it as simplistic as possible. This is a second line. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is this is a this is a very solid second line. Yes. But this is not a first line. Might be one of the. T- I mean, I'd I'd throw it into the top five conversation for a second line. Yeah, it's a great second line. Yeah, but this is not a first line. Uh, it's a de facto. <laughs> it's it is the it's, de facto first line. Yeah. Um, I I don't Jordan Eberle, I I think has has some years left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that he. I mean, and now that he is the man, um. I think, and in a system where he is encouraged to be a little more offensive, like under, you know, under Torts, he's just, or not Torts. Um, fuck, why am I not thinking of his name? Trots. Thank you. Thank you, Trots. Under Trots' system, you know, like it's it's defense first. So he's not really yep. encouraged to do that kind of stuff. I think under, if he's if he's given a little more free reign, that might happen. Um, Yanni Gord could honestly, you know, he, he, that's another breakout candidate. Um, he's sure. always been he's always been on the depth chart, and you know this could th- that could very well easily be. We, he could prove us all wrong, and he, this could very much well be a Eric Carlson situation or William Carlson. William situation, Carlson. Rather. He's. I mean, Yanni Gord's like almost thirty though. Like well, William Carlson was like twenty three. Yeah, I. I'm you know saying I mean? like yeah, in yeah, terms of a season, saying. but no, yeah. oh no, not not young age wise. Um, and then Jaden Schwartz also might fall into that category. If he can um, play more than sixty games, sure, like a Jonathan Marchessault situation, if he can stay sure. healthy, yeah. Um, like so, there's 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 reasons to be optimistic of these players, but exactly not. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is a good first line. It's just it's just not. It's a second line, um, in so, in terms of talent. I know we'll do this enough, but to compare it to Vegas, right? Like, yep. Um, I mean that that first line that first year was William Carlson, Marchessault, and Riley Smith. And Riley Smith, right? And I mean, we even you know we looked at that line just as a as a hockey community, really, and we were like, "What is this? A second or third line? Right? Like, is this a third line? Like, yep. I I mean, I I know I remember even thinking like, this is 
you know, I love Wild Bill from just from his Ducks days, but like he's a third line guy at this point in his career, right? Marchessault right. might be a second liner, and Riley Smith is for sure a second or third liner, right? Like, right, uh, yeah, he's where, a he's a he's a middle six guy, right? Whereas you look at what the Kraken's top line is right now, and you you can you can make a case for, um, you know, you can make a case for Eberle putting up potentially first line numbers if he really does click with his guys. I he's he's not gonna. But, I mean, you know, he, he can still put up a 70-point season, which, you know, you're looking at, I mean, second-line production, right? So I don't feel like they're, like, I don't feel like the Kraken's top line as, as Faceoff has it right now. Um, obviously, like you said earlier, Gord's going to be out for the first little bit. But um, that is that is a for sure second line for me. And I, I obviously, you know, what you just said, you as well, right? Like, that's not, we're not questioning it to being a third line. Which is a which is a good thing, right? I mean, that's no. And let's and let me let me perfect because again, it'll sound like we're being rough, but like I, I'll even say that I, now. Do I think they're going to reach the height of Vegas that first year? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. But didn't Carlson have fifty goals? Yeah, that's it's it's just yeah, not. Stupid. That's, he had he had forty goals, but okay. I mean that's still oh, yeah, that's yeah, still stupid right. considering the guy only had like eight before. Yeah. Um. So, but I how this team is structured currently, it's it's something that. Always revert. So in the, in the NHL, based on how the salary structure works, like eventually you have to pay your better guys. So there's going to be a natural first to fourth line. Like your first mm-hmm. line is going to be your best guys. To the fourth line, it's going to be plugs that are just there to not get scored on. <laughs> like eventually, that's what it gets to. But Vegas, as we saw, never had that first line as well, and their strength was in their depth. Right. So. As I preface that, let's move down to the second line. We've got okay. Kelly Yonkrock on left wing, Jared McCann on the center, and Jonas Donskoy on right wing. Yep. This is uh, if this uh, the Jaden Schwartz, Yanni Gord, Jordan Eberle line could like if they were on another team, like this would be a second line versus second line situation. Mm-hmm. Like this is a now granted this one this second line's not necessarily tailored to score. But this is this is more of your grinder line. This is your 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 pl- your power forward line. Yeah, you know you're gonna sc- you're gonna score goals with this one through uh, the the old hard work and determination Don Cherry style. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I honestly I think this line actually has a little under the radar scoring ability. I, I mean, yes, Don, I agree. Don Scoy I think got ballooned a little bit just with being on Colorado, but a hundred percent agreed. Yeah, but I think I think Jared McCann actually has it a, a good amount. It, the other two make up for it. Don Skoy was overrated being on that team, but McCann and Yarncroc, in my opinion, are are underrated. True. Yep. Yeah, I definitely. I think, I think someone like Jerry McCann. I think he's only like twenty five, dude. So I mean, he he really could. Yeah, he's twenty five. So yep. and last year he had thirty two and forty three games. That's that's pretty damn good production. Really pretty good. I mean, when he, I mean, he's next to Crosby, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, that that helps, you know. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, he played he played a lot of that second center line role for them. But uh, yeah, I, I I actually don't mind this line at all. I think it's it's more of your shutdown, but that's what you want in your actual second line, right? I mean, right, um, exactly. And 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 honestly, like I said, like this, like if you know the Schwartz, if the Gord line was. It, on another team, it would be a second line, and they would, it would, you know, it'd be it'd be a coin toss on who would win that shift. You right. know what I mean? Like this because yep. they they perfectly offset each other. Like these are these are two for different for different reasons, two very good solid second lines. second lines. Right? Yep, a hundred percent. Yep. Um, 
which is you take that for what it's worth. You know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's you take it for what it's. So now we move into the third line, which again here again here's the strength of the weakness. Brandon Tanev on the left wing, Alexander Wenberg in the center, Mason Appleton on the right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, Appleton had a would it good be, would it be good enough to say a breakout year in Winnipeg? I mean, in, would you say that? I think you could get away with it. Okay, all right. So we'll say that Mason Appleton had a for him he had a breakout year in Winnipeg. He had a third line player breakout season. Yeah. Okay. We'll put it. Th- yes, exactly. Good. Good way to put that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wenberg. Now, and I want to hear your thoughts on him. I'll. I'll okay. wrap up my thought. I have seen the best and worst of Alexander Wenberg. I. I. Uh, Alexander Wenberg got me a lot of points in my first year playing fantasy hockey when yep. he had like forty three assists and eight goals. Yep. Um, he has shown that he can be a playmaker if put in the right position. Yep. I think the problem is, is that any time after that, he like like the next year, Trotz put him or not Trotz, Torts put him first line center, and mm-hmm. he just he he was expected to get more scoring, and I don't I don't think that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, he played fairly well in Florida. Um, I don't you know, he doesn't jump off the page. Um, I I think if used properly, and I think in a third line role, Wenberg can be that center. Um, and then Brandon Tanev is is the workhorse. I mean, he's yep. he's that's that's a perfect spot for him. He's got a li- yeah a little bit of offensive touch, but he literally is just there to grind in the corners. He just yep. he that's what he's there for. Yep. So, so. I, I think if well so we'll put it this way: if Appleton and Wenberg, if Appleton can continue his breakout and like be a, a standout player, and Wenberg can focus on his strengths, you don't need to worry about Tanev. Tanev's mm-hmm. going to do what Tanev's going to do. This could you could make an argument that this is a low end second line. Now, if they do what is expected, or if they even underperform, this is a third. This is a third line, mm-hmm. or even a, a bad third line. Depend again. Wenberg and Appleton are very big wild cards to me. Yeah, I honestly I think well I, I don't remember exactly what they signed Wenberg for so. I say I don't like his contract. I I remember I don't remember the number off the top of my head. It's too much. I remember them. It's too much. I don't. I think they're gross, especially where he's slated on this for three years. Kraken have signed Wenberg to a three-year contract at four point five. He is not worth four. Fuck. That is. That's. I mean, that's a really good third-line center salary or a low second-line center. And I just think he's. I don't not worth four point five million. No, He's not I, don't, 4.5. I don't see. I'm it. not saying that. I'm not saying that Alexander Wenberg is a fourth line center. He's no, not. He's, not. He's, He's not. not. He could on a good day. He could be a second line center. He's and a three, on, three, yeah. three and a half third line center for me. That's where he's okay. at. That's where and, I would and, put him. So to just balance you out, I'll say he's a three to in a pinch two. Uh-huh. But but that's me in being pinch, optimistic. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm being, I'm saying that you know if he used proper he's just the problem is is Alexander Wenberg is not a star he's and not. if you try to put him in that situation he's not going to do well. So, but here's okay. Can, am I you ready for me to go off? Go for it. I've gotten into it a little bit on like the Kraken fan pages and shit because I just this is a terrible, especially at four and a half. This is a terrible signing. No, it's bad. It, um, the, the the contract is terrible. I'm not. The I'm only really talking bad. about the player. I'm only talking about the player. 
Okay, and that's fine. He is he is a pass. He is not worth the money they're paying him. No, he's a pass-first guy, which is fine. There's totally room for that in the league, that obviously you, somebody has to pass it to the goal scorers, right? That's why I literally played hockey, you know, my entire younger career as the as the passer, so I, I get it, right? Um, but this guy, I mean, you were talking about his you, – you had him one of his first years in the NHL in, in fantasy. His best season was 60 points. And that was that year. That was you, you, you were spot on. Forty six assists and thirteen goals. That was his year. He was playing. I think second line minutes. I think he was kind of jumping in between. It was before Luke Dubois uh, kind of you know started to come onto the scene a little bit. And so they were hoping Wenberg could do some shit. Drafted fourteenth overall. So I mean there was there was hope for this guy. He's just he's not. He's a third line guy. He's, like we were saying, he's worth probably three million tops. I, I will take back my three and a half. Um, and he got paid off of last season, playing with a guy like Jonathan Huberdeau on a on a pretty decent Florida team, right? I mean, Florida yep. had a good year last year, and, and and realistically, you know, he was getting some bigger minutes and stuff like that. And playing with a guy like Huberdeau, Huberdeau can bury the fucking what? biscuit. I think he had like thirty some goals. Winberg has shown that he can be the guy next to the guy. True. He just can't. He just can't drive a line. Right. Which and that's that's a thing that concerns me a little bit with this third line is like who's gonna who's gonna score on that line. Right, like Winberg, yeah, exactly. So, so people, people were bringing Winberg up the fact is not going to score. He's going to dish it to Tanev or Appleton, and Tanev might, you know, yeah, again, yeah, he'll have twenty tops. I mean, yeah, if even Tanev's twenty, fine. Yeah, um, Appleton's going to be a huge wild card here. Can right. he? Can he continue his breakout, or is he going to revert back to what he's been? Right, and so yeah, I think in that situation, honestly, I think with with Gord out, I think they move Winberg to that first line. Um, and, and, oh boy, here we go. Columbus Blue Jackets that next year, right? Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, so that's all it could be. Exactly. So let's, and now, now here's where the, again, the positive negative come out, but I think the strongest positive, your fourth line here, I don't mind this fourth line. No. Um, in fact, there's strong arguments to, we'll, we'll get into that. So fourth line, Colin Blackwell, left wing, Morgan Geeky, center, Riley Shahan, fourth, uh, right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a strong argument to be made here that this is third line material. Yeah, I think that Morgan Geeky is. You could, if he plays well, he's underutilized as a fourth line center. Um, there's even I could foresee a situation where he is better than Alexander Winberg. Yeah, I could. I can see this. He just um, hasn't. The, he hasn't proven it yet. That's the only problem. He's not, with him. Agreed. Agreed. Hundred yeah. percent. He hasn't proven it yet. But I could. I could foresee a situation where he bumps up. But anyway, if it is in this situation, obviously these pieces will move around a little bit. But um, I, you could. This. If you told me that you had these three players on a line and you said, "Tell me what are they? First, second, or third, fourth? I. I would legitimately say, you know, bottom. I would say bottom six, obviously. Sure. But. The, the fact that I would consider them as a third line goes to show that you're right. Is there a okay? Is there a first line on this team? No. But is there a fourth line on this team? Uh, no. Yeah, and that's a good like, thing. And that's the strength of this. It's a very rare strength in this league where where you've got four lines of second to third pair guys. That's I I know that doesn't sound. You're, you're never gonna have. And that's why you know that's why Vegas eventually lost. Is they don't have that that star that gets you over the top. You mm-hmm. know, like when when the chips are down and you need somebody to score that clinch goal. I don't see anybody doing this on that team. Right. But but there is something to be said about 
there is something to be said about your fourth line being just as strong as your you know your second or your third right or having the potential to like yeah is 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 this second line better than this fourth line yes is it by a lot uh, yeah uh, it's, I mean, it's not it's not as much as it would be so take take the second take the Vegas second line versus the Vegas fourth line and scrimmage them yeah it's going to be a fucking bloodbath uh-huh. this yeah, Kelly Youngcroft, Jared McCann, and Jonas Donskoy are going to be better than Colin Blackwell, Morgan Geeky, and Riley Shahan. But is is it going to be closer? I would say so. And I think I think that a lot of that you're 100 percent correct. They have two second lines and two third lines, in my opinion. Correct. Um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of that has to do with play style. And so you know they they really do, especially the bottom nine of this forward group. It's just defensive players. I mean, they're yep. just they're built to play defense. I mean, even McCann is a good two way. Yarn Crook's a good two way. Uh, Donskoy is a bit more offensive than, um, you know. I think he's still got a little bit of untapped in there. I think he, he did have a couple. You know, a couple How old good is years. he? He's twenty eight, twenty nine. Okay, yeah. Um, it's not yeah. washed up by any means. No, but I, I I really do. I I agree. I think actually I I wish. And we'll see what happens. I know Veneers is playing college, so I don't think I don't know all the rules with that shit. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's playing this year. I I wish they would give him a ten, you know his nine game tryout, uh, especially with Gord still kind of nursing some shit. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean so, Morgan Geeky could easily be that third line center while while Gord's out. So I mean it's it's uh, an easy transition. So that's a perfect segue. Actually, give me give me a guy. Look at this offensive core. We haven't even got to defense yet. Offensive core, give me a guy that's poised to perform above his expectation, and then give me a guy that is poised to perform below. Ooh, I like that. Um, for me, it's Colin Blackwell. So face Above? Off, above, yeah. So Faceoff has him on the fourth line right now, right? So, But I, I really do I, – I think he's one of those guys who I think can just play up and down a little bit more than – um, you know, and it's surprising to me that, that the Rangers didn't protect him. I think he can yep. play up and down a little bit more. And so him being on the fourth line, this is just going off a of daily faceoff, but him being slotted into that fourth line, I could easily see him by the end of the year. If, if he just catches fire, he honestly could, he could supplant someone like Kale Yarncruck, in my opinion. Like he could, he could really pass somebody like Brandon Tanev. I, I think he has like that, you know, he has that he's, 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 very much a defensive player, but he does have a little bit of that touch, and he showed it last year. He had 22 points in 47 games with the Rangers. Um, he's an interesting one for me. So he's okay. a bit, bit more bit more of a late bloomer than a, a lot of guys, but I think he's kind of got that, like, you know, can play up and down from, from two to four. I don't, he's obviously not someone. I would never stick Colin Blackwell on my first line ever. No. Uh, but, you know, he's one of those guys where, like, he could easily surprise and, and supplant some of these guys who maybe um, – you know, don't have quite the year. I think, I think, and, and I think a lot of that just has to do with how the Kraken are built, right? Like we were just talking sure. about from fourth to second. I mean, you really do have, have some of those, those moving pieces. Um, guys that I think are going to underperform. Give me one. Cause it, it's not. Yeah. That, that yeah. Sit here and... Yeah. I mean, it, it's just an easy one to pick on Wenberg. Yeah, okay, um, that's fair. So I, I'll go with Wenberg. I think people are looking at his 17 goals last year in 53 games, whatever the hell it was, and, and they're looking at him like, 
this guy's he's just gonna go off. No, he's not. This is literally like it's almost twice as many as he's had on his best season. Like right. it's just it's just not gonna happen. And so like he could just sup he could supplement that with more assists, right? Um, sure, but there's, there's not a ton. He of doesn't goal have scores. the line mates for it. Yeah, there's not a ton of goal scores on this on this team. Yeah, he so doesn't have the line mates for it. And if, and if he's not getting any power play time, then that's not going to happen. At four and a half, I'm going to bring a fucking sign to the Kraken games and say you're not worth it. And you know, I'm going to get. Yep. You know, I might get some beer thrown at me and shit, but <laughs> it is what it is. Like he's not worth uh, four and a half million. That's fair. Give okay, me, so you, give me one point five of that. You, know? you pick two bottom six guys. I'll go to top top six guys. Okay. Um, Guys, so guys that are above potential, I think Jared McCann could honestly use the Yanni Gord injury as an excuse to prove himself, and I think Jared McCann become, could become the number one center on this team. Yeah, I like that. Um, he has shown, yes, I understand his numbers are inflated because of Crosby and the Penguins, but at the same time, I think he's proven also that he can, he can, he's shown glimpses of running something himself when there's injuries, and... Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to prove like it's when when you're when you're on a team with stars, it's hard to ever, you know, uh, rise above. Like right. look at Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson was a fourth fucking liner, uh, sometimes bench guy, with the with the Capitals, and now he's a first line center for fucking Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Um, I think McCann could have this where. Where there's a there's a legitimate situation here where McCann could be the first line center and Yanni Gord is the second when he comes back from injury. Like I I, I genuinely believe that that could be a situation. Hundred percent. And that's and that's no and but so and that's not a reflection on Yanni Gord. Uh, my my thing is I think Yanni Gord will meet his expectations. I don't think he's going to go above them. I don't think he's going to b- go below them. Right. I think it. it uh, same with Jordan Shorts. I think Jaden Shorts is going to meet his expectations. I don't don't think he's going to go under or over. Um, underperform Jordan Eberle. Yeah, I think based I, on our expectations, I have right? strong. I have strong reservations about Jordan Eberle. I I know I tried to talk him up when we first introduced him, but because those are the expectations, like right. of the guy, he's the one of him and Jaden Schwartz are the ones here that have shown goal goal scoring potential in the past. Right. And but whereas but if if you've got a if I had to, if you're like Chance, which one of these players on this raw on this offensive line is going to have a wild Bill William Carlson season? I'm going to go Jaden Shorts over Jordan Eberle. Yeah, hundred percent. And and honestly, I could see Jordan Eberle even getting muscled out a little bit by you, you know like if if Cali or Donskoy have good seasons. I don't know. It's granted there. There's a lot of factors at play. Jordan Everlay was playing on a very defensively minded team. True. But but even in those situations where he's allowed to be, where he was allowed to take the leash off, like power plays and whatnot, he still wasn't consistently getting the job done. Yeah, and didn't have a ton of supporting cast around him, even in, in that's Island fair. territory, right? But, well, and he doesn't have it here either. That's true. I honestly, I think he's I, shown that he can't be the one man show. True. And I think, I but I, you know, I think. I think at this point of his career, I don't know if that's necessarily how. Maybe maybe Kraken fans that maybe as a, as a Kraken fan, like these are all, these are all about at it. these are all about expectation. True. And I'm not. Oh no, fair. I don't hold Jordan Everlay to that. Right. I do not. But I think right now, when we're when when the Kraken are so low on stars, I think the ex, the, the the natural default is to say like, okay, Jaden Schwartz or Jordan Everlay, you guys are our next forty goal scorers. Right. And I yep. could Jaden do it? Maybe. I if if I if 
you had to if you forced me to pick one, I would go Jaden in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm not now. If you ask me my honest opinion, I don't think either one of them will do it. I don't think either one of them will reach 40 goals. I but think they'll be. I think both of those guys will be lucky to hit 30. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and but Jordan, I think I think jo- we could see a huge decline. Like Jordan, I'm thinking honestly. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go for a hot take. I'll go real hard on this. Like I could even see Jordan Everlay not even reaching the 25 goal mark. Yeah, I think I, think I could that's fine. I could see him putting up 20 goals. Yeah, let me look it up real quick. See and the, he, I understand that's low. Year. I mean, it, we're we're going back to an 82 game season. Like that's pretty low. But I just don't I don't see him being the 40 goal scorer that everybody thinks he can be. So he, had, um, in he fact, had 16 and 55 last year. Yeah, it's just I, he's yeah. never broken 30. Actually, he's broken 30 one time, and that was his sophomore year, two, 2011-2012. I honestly see, like if 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 the things go right, I could even see Jared McCann scoring more goals than Jordan Everly. Well, and it's funny because I I kind of uh, I I looked up. Yeah, so Everly would have been on pace for 20 about 24 goals last year. Okay. Um. So Jared McCann was on pace for 61 points last year. It's pretty good. So 32 in like 43 games or something like that. And he really like – he and he's 25, whereas, you know, well, Gord, Gord's had a little bit more time to, to kind of figure it out. So Sure. And obviously these are based off of when Gord comes back. I, I'm curious who they who they move up when – while Gord is gone. I think it's Wenberg. I think Wenberg – well, gets gets this. Wenberg gets a second line role. McCann first, and Morgan Geeky maybe goes up. Yeah, and, but then who takes that fourth line role? They have so many, dude. They have so many little like bender ass centers that they drafted. That's fair. I mean, you That's fair. like they like you can move some of the guys over. Like, um, yeah, a lot of these guys play center. So like Appleton plays center. Uh, sure, you know Blackwell played center. Those kind of sure. guys. Are you bringing up sure. a guy like Alexander True, which is a hilarious pick for them? Right. No, right. fuck no. <laughs> no, fuck no. Um, that guy's not uh, going to see an NHL there game. Is, <laughs> there is the rumor. Let's and let's. Okay, so quick while we um, let's let's because we'll burn through defense probably pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all the allegations against Evander Kane. Like he oh just can't. Fuck. He just can't. Like it's. It was already known that he's a pile of shit. But I love how it's like already like. The Sharks are already in a rebuild, and they're it's just getting worse because they can't stand the fucking guy. Yeah, pretty much like half like the Thomas team Hurdle, right? Right, like I, I, like a week ago, you would never have thought that Thomas Hurdle was on the fucking trading block, and now he is because he cannot stand Evander Kane, and the Sharks are fucked. Like the Sharks know that if they do anything that's like ridiculous in terms of trying to get rid of Kane, Kane will fucking sue him. True. Well, and plus sharks, nobody wants him. Who's going to take him? Sharks have been mediocre for fucking two, three years now. Like how? How sure. they should have been a rebuild two years ago. But who would take Evander Kane right now? God, no one. What team would take him? Carolina. Carolina for sure would. <laughs> Carolina's okay with taking fucking degenerate rejects. That's mean. That's I shouldn't say that about Tony D'Angelo, but I'm sure somewhere deep down inside he has a little bit of light. He just he just, he gets a little heated about politics, is all. Uh, and then yells at his goalie of all fucking people. Like the goalie is a good like, dude. I, that guy's that guy's an idiot. And Carolina, oh, he's a pile. Is just, he's a pile. Like I, it, it's oh, Wells. I don't know if you know this, but personally, a lot of hockey players are dicks. Well. 
I don't know if you know this or not. Yeah, I'm an asshole. I. <laughs> <laughs> you give me drunk well, enough, was... I could be an asshole. Actually, you, if I drink whiskey, I can be a real douchebag. Oh, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. I've been there. Um, I'll fight not to you. me. I'll fight you right now, dude. I'll fucking fight you. Oh no, no, no! You don't fight me. I'm I'm too close to your height. You'll <laughs> fight somebody that's like six two. That's right. Yeah. Throw, um, throwing bombs, fucking three feet over my head. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, but but Thomas Hurdle, you know, Thomas Hurdle's on the training block now. Like guys like this are like, damn, yeah. okay. Correct. Like, Fuck this. Um, well, and Couture, Couture is not a captain. I mean, come on. Like this team's sure. been doomed since they traded for Carlson. Let's be be a hundred percent honest. God, they shouldn't even. He have, is. They shouldn't poison. have beat Vegas. They shouldn't have beat Vegas that fucking year. Like it's just, yeah. It's like Montreal fans going all in now because they made a miraculous run to the Stanley Cup final and then got beaten fucking four. And then got Christian Dvorak. <laughs> like, Christian, Christian Dvorak's the next fucking Matthews, if you didn't know. Fuck sakes. That team is just... Like, how did they not watch tape and be like, oh, we won 90% of these games because Carey Price bailed us the fuck out? Because they're delusional, like, how- dude. Oh my god! I just I can't even. Montreal fans are just ridiculous. I, I I still hate Toronto fans more because they're still delusional, um, like hope hoping that Mitch Marner is gonna rise to the occasion, even though he has zero playoff goals. <laughs> uh, um, so I think uh, the reason I still don't like Montreal fans. Well, the reason I don't like mind Montreal fans as much as Toronto fans is because like they really only speak. French, you know, so like I just the French Canadian arrogance, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they kind of start going off, and I just laugh at their little like you know their little oh, like their little fucking stupid ass voices, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and they and they pick, <laughs> like, and only pick their coach, and their staff is only picked because they can speak French. And oh yeah, it's 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 frustrating. It's infuriating. Um, I hope Johnny. Yeah, they suck. I hope Johnny Druin does good though. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. All right, moving on to defense with the Kraken. We've got first line Vinny Dunn. Vince Dunn and Adam Larson. Uh, I don't hate this first line. Can I go back real quick? Yeah, sorry. Sure. Go ahead. About Christian Dvorak. So everybody, okay. everybody, you know, kind of gotten on him and shit. So his his highest point total is thirty eight points in seventy games. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a forty five mm-hmm. point season. Sure. Last year, it's not like he's making progress. He was on a forty five point pace, and you're gonna even hey, think. That he's gonna good. come in and fucking you know step in and like be a sixty point second line Stanley Cup winning centerman like fuck no. you oh, dude what are oh you no doing? he's gonna be oh no Montreal fans he's gonna be the seventy point oh, first line center Christ what are we now doing? that now that fucking Cockney the I look we can we let's briefly touch on that like the offer sheet going for is hilarious. Oh, first off, hilarious, huge PR move. Like they, they definitely were trying to rub some salt in the wound there. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny. Um, in terms of practicality, though, that is the only reason that I'm not saying that I completely hate it is because it's a one-year contract. One year, yeah. Like it's it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, and honestly, uh, after the what you know, this will be a prove it year. This yep. will be a prove it year for Cockneyami. Um. He'll he'll go in and see if he's worth that, and if he's not, then he'll he might re-sign with Carolina for a reasonable amount. Yeah, for a, um, that, an amount that he's worth. Yeah, for an amount that he's worth. But it, I mean, yeah, six million—that's that's a lot of money that's for crazy. He has not now his potential. Sure, I mean, he was drafted what third overall in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, he's it's there. 
Like it's there's there's talent. It's just he's got to fucking do it. And I, I but if there is an environment that he could su- succeed in, Carolina's got a good squad. I mean, we just I know we just talked shit about D'Angelo, but on the ice, yeah, D'Angelo is probably a first line defenseman, and and can probably quarterback a power play. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I, he's I, not Dougie Hamilton. Don't, no. don't, oh no, do not, no. do not say for a second that chance. You think that Tony D'Angelo is a replacement for? No, I do not you think totally that. Do, do not. <laughs> Such a bender, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do not think that. Uh, I, I, de- Dougie Hamilton is definitely the more superior hockey player, and I can't believe that Carolina let him go. So ridiculous. Um, and I can't believe that Dougie Hamilton want to go to fucking New Jersey. Like, stop. Uh, the word on the street though is Dougie's weird. Dougie is weird. Yeah, he's like a he weird wants to, guy. He wants to. He wants to go to museums and shit. Yeah, he's just like he's he. <laughs> uh, in the summers, he's like a fucking museum night guard. Yeah, f- fine <laughs> night at the museum. Night shit. At the museum shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I could see that, but no, it's that's funny. But I mean, it's not. And does it does it aid? The Hurricanes that much? Not really. It does. I mean, it does. It's an addition. It's a good one, but it's not huge. It's not huge, and it's not a huge loss for Montreal. But that being said, I mean, I just the 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 amount of delusion that Habs fans have right now that the fact that they went to the Stanley Cup final and they think it's anything but a once-off fluke. You're just you're just wrong, and you're going to find out as soon as you start playing outside of the fucking Canadian division this year. In yeah. fact, in fact, all of the Canadian teams are going to get a rude fucking awakening very quickly. Except for Duncan Keith and the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers are going to <laughs> suck so bad. I think they got worse. Oh, uh, they didn't get worse, but I mean, they'll. I no, think they got worse in that division. They'll still make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just replaced Alex Clefbaum with Duncan Keith. Like that's a total great trade. Absolutely. God, dude. They got. Well, they got that guy. They got uh, Hyman from Toronto. That's actually a good pickup. I, I don't know we how need, they have fucking yeah, cap space we need to for get, it. We need to get more talent around Connor uh, Connor McDavid. Who should we get? Oh, maybe like a Jared <laughs> McCann, or you know, maybe like yeah. a no, no, no. Let's let, let's get Hyman. Fuck. A guy who was barely putting up twenty goals a season, because and while he was on a line with like John Tavares and Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. or or William Nylander and Mitch Marner, but yeah, he was putting up twenty goals a year. So yeah, that let's let's put him on McDavid's wing and and expect him to fucking make it out. It's it's classic Ken Holland. It's a it's a galaxy brain Jesus. Ken Holland. He is so far into the fucking galaxy. He's not even in the fucking Milky Way anymore. No, he's so gone. He's like that guy. It. That guy, he's either he's 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 in you know twenty two twenty, just fucking Christ. making uh, it's that or we're we're either, we're so dumb that we can't figure out his moves or that man is like living in the pat and the contracts he's handing out are just god awful. Wasn't Darnell Nurse at like eight million? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> that's beautiful. It's so, like as a Red Wings fan, like I feel the pain of Edmonton Oilers fans. Like that's just. Oh my God, Darnell Nurse is not even remotely, and they're going to be hating that contract forever. Uh, I I would have been. I got into. He's this our Justin Abelcater. I got into this on Twitter a little bit. I I would have been okay at six and a half with him. I think that's fine. I think he he can play. He's a hard nose. Worth that. 
He's a hard nose. I think he's a five four guy. Yeah, I, I'm. I well, I think the highest I would go six and a half. I think is a better way. to Where's the it. offense? No offense. He yeah, he he put up some goals last year, and I know that's kind of been the uh, that's been like you know all every Oilers fan ever's. Yes, Darnell Nurse, the the well known uh, power play quarterback. Absolutely. Yep. He had mm-hmm. 16 goals last year. Chance. He's an absolute stud. He default. <laughs> <laughs> he defaulted to that because Alex Clefbaum is hurt. Let's see. 36 points in 56 games. Yeah, if I was on the first... I would have just about as much if I was on the first-line power play with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Yeah, he got paid... He got paid eight... Wait. Let me make sure it's the contract. He would He was just, on pace for 52 points last year. Okay. So okay. I mean, not not terrible, I, just, but in a, I, in a bad I think division. It's a, I, mean, it's I just, think it's I a know. fluke. He's in one division. Yeah, it's when once they start playing outside of their division again. Uh, Edmonton's in the Pacific Division now, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just well, I don't even want to get into predictions yet because we haven't. Okay, let's go into the defense here. Okay, for the Kraken. Real quick, before we he, get too up. Real quick, he was at five point six. His cap his cap hit cannot be nine point two. Ugh. Ugh. There's no way. There's no. Just, I think he's so overrated. Okay. Ugh. Um, defensive pairings: Vinny Dunn, Adam Larson, first line. I love it. I love re- it. I really like that. I love that this pairing. Is, this is a good first line. It is. This is a good first line. Yeah. I really do like it. I think Vince Dunn has a ton to prove, and Adam Larson's such a shutdown guy. He, yeah. Vince Dunn doesn't even worry about playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Fine. It's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I like second it. line. Giordano and Elysiac. Yeah, I I uh, I Gio- don't hate this. Giordano still showed it last year. I think he's still he's, he's aging like fine wine. Yeah, he's uh, doing. He's I don't I, we haven't seen any recline you know. And he was on a mediocre Flames team. Yeah. So and Jamie yeah. Alexiak, that's all he does is just shut down. So literally, yep. your top four is a full blown shutdown and an reliable offensive guy. Reliable, and then you can put Giordano and Dunn on a power play, yep. and you're fucking great. There you go, you're good. So their top, and honestly, then, I love their top four. I think their top four yeah. is great. And so in the in the third line, uh, uh, Sousy and Flurry, Hayden Flurry. I don't like. This is a fine third defensive pair, right where those two guys need to be. And I yeah. think uh, you know Hayden Flurry is a, another shutdown guy, and Carson Susi, he, he honestly like he he had he put up some points last year, so like. They have a great top six, actually. I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm very optimistic about this defense. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I have no um, complaints at all. I I won't go into special. I won't go into special teams because th- these could definitely change. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, just looking at it, the Donskoy, McCann, Schwartz, Everly, Giordano on the first power play unit. That's fine. Um, they I, they split up. Done. I would probably put Giordano and Dunn on the on on the same line. But that's that's me. Yeah. Uh, We'll, but we'll pass by that. Goalies. Well, Grubauer real, backed up. Real quick, while we're on the D, I just kind of want to go through, and I'm going to race through it real fast. But I want to go through okay. some of the other D that are just kind of sitting in that potential 7th D slot. Okay. Um, because I think that's that's where the Kraken kind of thought that they could move some guys. And, and really, some of these guys should be moved. Um, so from Boston, Jeremy Lazan, Buffalo, William Borgen, which that's not a bad one. I probably would have taken Asplund. But uh, Dennis Chalowski from the Red Wings, that's not a bad one. Kale Fleury from the Canadians. So these are all these are all the seventh potential seventh D guys. I mean, these are guys really they should be flipping, you know. 
Uh, Gavin Beirut there. I don't I don't know much about this guy. When I was reading on him, he, he eh. um, I don't know. I mean, Columbus didn't have much to give up, but there was better than this. But um, let's see. There's Alexiak. There's Susie. Dunn. Flurry, Giordano, Adam Larson, Curtis McDermott, they already moved. Uh, but he, you know, he was just another seventh bruiser. That's all he's there for is just fighting. And so, I mean, they really have, like, a good amount of, like, those seventh, you know, some of those depth defensemen. Uh, yeah. But they got to move some. They, they can't. All those guys should not. I mean, you know, I'd probably keep Chalowski as my seventh year. They try to move, like, Lazan and Borgen and some of those guys. But. Uh, that's just me. Chalowski is very underrated. Um, he never really got a shot with the Red Wings. Um, it's it, and the problem is because is that the Red Wings a have been bad, and b he Chalowski needs he's he's young and needs somebody to be with. He can't be the right. man. Right. So and then there were no men. There there was there were no Hironic. men. They were all boys. There's Hironic. They're all boys. All boys. Um, Hironic. There was Hironic and Hironic if. You know, Hironic, Charles, he's not going to play with Hironic. They need at least one solid D-line. So uh, he was never going to get the ice time, unfortunately. I, it, it sucks because Cholowski, I had high hopes for him. In fact, I've talked him up a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him a lot. I'm glad he's with the I'm glad he's with the Kraken now. Um, I, I think he deserves a shot, He yeah. but but he's not the man. Like, he's sure. going to need to be with somebody that's solid. So, um, but, yeah, I, I agree. He could he could definitely pop out there. How about two flurries on the same team, two brothers? That's interesting. That's a pretty. I mean, it's. It was a. It was a storyline. It, it was. It was one of the storylines. Story More often than not, though, people were criticizing their horrible fucking judgment. But yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um, moving on to the very unforeseen uh, goalies, uh, Philip Grubauer, Chris Drieger. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Grubauer is a solid goaltender. I don't think yeah. it. We don't need to go too much into it. Um, he's definitely of active goaltenders. He's definitely in the top ten in yeah, the league. That's fine. Um, Played on a good I, team, I, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would. He's definitely in the top ten, and I would listen to an argument for top five. I, I wouldn't put him there, but I would listen to an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have of a couple. Goals. Yeah, I'd have a couple beers, and then you know, listen to some dude at the bar say it, but. Sure. Like if a Colorado oh, fan came up to me and tried to yeah make an argument, um, and then Drieger, I, I could foresee a situation here where Drieger does become the starter because I think sure. he's that good. Um, he no, anybody who's critical of him, well, chance he didn't do well in the playoffs last year. Yeah, that was his first fucking playoffs. True. Um, he was thrown into an untenable situation on a Florida team that its strength is offense, not defense. With and Spencer Knight breathing down his neck, with Spencer Knight breathing down his neck, and no, n- never getting like like the pressure is like, well, if I if I don't do well tonight, at least Bobrovsky can come in. Yeah. Like, no, Bobrovsky's equally terrible, and it or or you you might be better than Bobrovsky um, at this you point for some for Bobrovsky. some fucking <laughs> for some fucking reason. I don't know why is he so bad. I don't know. It's honestly he wasn't this bad. Why did he go to Florida and he's just like I'm gonna phone it in. I mean, they played a lot of last season without Ekblad, which I'm going one guy going to phone it in. Make the deal, I like you know, doesn't make I like sandy beaches. I'm from Russia, so I never seen sun before. I love this. This is nice. I got got my ten million and I'm going to phone it in because this is Florida. Pretty much, and that's why he's no longer uh, on the Eden Hall Warriors for me. 
yeah, that's <laughs> not great. So um, overall, looking at this roster, um, based on let's so let's do let's round up the show. Mm-hmm. Let's do some predictions or way too early predictions. Um, I'm looking at this Pacific Division right now, how it's laid out. We're out. We're out of the COVID divisions. I like to call them now. Yeah. Um, we're actually back into the the normal alignment. Seattle's going into a decent situation mm-hmm. um, where they're, I wouldn't say guaranteed a playoff spot, but it's favorable for them. True. Um, all three California teams are currently in various stages of a rebuild. Yep. Uh, San Jose's still tanking. Um, Anaheim is just starting to climb, and the Kings are on the precipice of being good again. I think they're going to piss some teams off this year, but they're not. They're not going to make it in, but they're going to. They're going to make some teams angry. I agree. Um, but next year, year after, I, I would watch out for LA. Oh well, um, as soon as Quentin Byfield gets in there, they also have Alex Turcotte. They also have. Yep. Like yeah, they're stupid. Brant Clark now. This this team's stupid. It pisses me off. Yeah, they do have a great pipeline. They do. It sucks. Fuck it LA. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, all the California teams are for sure outside of the playoffs. I think the only team that you can look at and say like, eh, maybe they squeak in is LA. But they literally they have they, there's Pacific is not any good, but there's still teams that they have to beat out. And I just sure. I don't see them doing it. And if I've been told correctly, I haven't heard any evidence to the contrary. I do believe that they are also reusing the stupid fucking wild card system. Oh, um, God. they're not. They're not. Uh, fuck I didn't read so that. Much. Yeah, I heard they're just gonna go back. So it's. So what is it? The top three teams from each division, and then two wild cards. E- no. Yeah. Top two from. Top two. No, because it's got to be Western division? Conference, so then there's got to be eight on each side. Six, seven, eight. You're right. So it's th- the top three teams from each division and then two wild cards yeah. from either division. Which is stupid, but... Which is the dumbest fucking... Th- I thought they'd get rid of it as soon as we had 32 At teams. Least you- anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so three teams getting in. Uh, right, okay, so for those who are unfamiliar, Pacific Division, Ducks, Kings, Sharks, Knights, Flames, Oilers, Canucks, Kraken. Nice. Um, we've already eliminated the three. The three California teams aren't making the playoffs. It's not happening. Nope. Um, Knights are taking the division. Yep. That's pretty much a guarantee. So that's half of them are already spoken for, and that's one playoff spot gone. Mm-hmm. Flames are on the decline. They're not getting in. They're, in my opinion, they're not getting in. They're the, they're the fourth that stays out. Okay, so let's let's let's. We've got four teams left that we haven't designated. One spot's already going to Vegas. The other who's who's getting the other two. I think the other two... Vegas um, is taking the division. Who's who's two and three? I I mean, it's got to be Edmonton. I mean, as much as as much as much we give them shit, they still have McDavid and Dreisaitl in a week Pacific. So I think I think Edmonton is probably going to slot into that number two. Um, and then from there, it gets tricky because I really do think... I think the Kraken and the Canucks are... Fuck it. It's even better because they're going to be a rivalry too. But I think I think there is a battle for that third spot between those two teams. So I think I think Vancouver with with Garland actually is a big pickup for them. People are more excited about Ekman Larson there in Vancouver, but he's he's not that great uh, as someone who followed the Coyotes for too many years. Sure. Um, but I mean, he, he helps solidify their D a little bit, and then they they obviously have uh, you know Demko. So 
I I do think I think the Canucks squeak in over the Kraken, but I think the do I think the Kraken do actually hit the I think they hit the wild card and and catch a little bit of fire. So, oh, you're you're putting them in the wild card. I'm okay. putting them in the wild card. I think I I it's really tough between that three. See, that four scares me, me because but. the Central Division has a lot of salt. I think the Central Division takes both the wild card spots. Okay, so you're thinking Pacific only has three that goes. Yes. Okay, I think that's fair. Yep. Um, and I would, so I'd go Vegas, Kraken, no, Vegas, Canucks, Kraken. Oh, you think Edmonton's out? I think Edmonton, to in this, in this scenario, I think Edmonton will take a wild card. Okay. In your, in your scenario, no, I don't think that that happens. Okay. Because you've got Edmonton going higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if, like if you don't grab, like if Edmonton doesn't take the top three, they, they take a wild card because they will... All the all the decent to good teams will make a lot of points against the Ducks, yep. the Kings, and the Sharks. How the um, fuck can you have a player who, in a shortened season, gets over a hundred points, and then get swept in four? Get swept in four? You don't, like this isn't even still a team that people are like, yeah, they should win the division and they should literally go to the Western Conference. Like, what fucking universe do we live in, dude? What right? Like how fuck? how yeah how how do we? That you and I have just mind boggling. Yep. Holy yeah, I can't, shit, it, man. I just, it's hard to wrap my head God, around it, it's honestly. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. No, I, it's the, the Kraken are built to be a B, B minus, B plus team. Yeah. And I have no complaints with how you set it up, honestly. I think it's still going to be those four teams are going to be the ones that, if if four teams are going to go from the Pacific, it's going to be those four. You're not going to get five. I, I just, Pacific, I, though. and this is total bias, but I think Connor Garland is just going to fucking blow up. And I, I think he's going to blow up in Vancouver. A good blow up or a bad blow up? Like a good one. Okay. Yeah, I think like, so I think, too. I think he's, he's I think he's going to actually, shoulder. he's going to have a supporting cast around him for once. Mm, and with Pedersen. Oh, man. Oh, honestly, I yeah. Like that, that. I, honestly, Vancouver, Vancouver Hell, is with a him and, good him team. and Besser. Well, yeah, because Besser's a right wing too, though. So like Garland and Besser are right oh, wing. So you put one gotcha. of them on the third, you know, one of them on the second line, one of them on the first line. But you just let them fucking go to work, right? Yeah, I, no, now, that's great. The only the only thing that we're kind of like overlooking, I, it's if if a Flames fan came up to me like Chance, hey, uh, what about us? I'd be like, what about you? Like. <laughs> I, no, I yeah, what do you want um, for Goudreau and fucking Kachuk? Because you guys are garbage, <laughs> right? It's look. They, they uh, this off season has not been kind to them. They only got worse. Um, yeah, it sounds it sounds like there's definitely some issues in Calgary going on, which is weird. Um, you would think that a Canadian city would have their shit together, but apparently not. Mm. Um, they no, like I, I. It sucks because like Markstrom's a solid goaltender. True. They still the 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 defense core there is still not terrible. Um, it's just, I mean, the yeah. fact that there, there's obviously something going on there because the fact that Sam Bennett left and immediately started blowing up in Florida, yeah, like it shows that there's something wrong. And it's not like a Kane situation where Kane's just a prick. Um, well, it's a new season, and they, they do have Daryl Sutter, who won, I, I think he was coaching when the Kings won their Cubs. That's correct. So, I mean, I, I get that. I just, I, I think they're, I think they're more in the king's zone where they're basically like kind of a hey you know we're kicking the tires and pissing some teams off you know late in the season i just, yeah. i don't think they're yeah i i just don't i don't see how they could have lost you know or it, sure not added anybody and, and gotten better there's just no way sean monahan is your is your number one center come on right 
No, the I think I I mean the 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 safe picks are Vegas, Oilers, Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will just I'll be a little I'll be a little I'll go out of the lines a little bit and I'll I'll say that, but instead of the Oilers, I'll say Canucks. Okay. Because I'll 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 gamble and say that the Canucks are revitalized and have like you know De- Demko maybe finally gets his shit together, um, like in a consistent basis. Um, they still have Holpe, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Um, Pedersen was was hurt for a good amount of last year or sick. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. They even got yeah they got hit with COVID a little bit I think. Yeah. Oh, they got fucking. Uh, so yeah. they got they were the first they were the first like city. First that got hit yep, with the first Delta Canadian shit. Team. Yeah, they didn't yep, get hit with yep, the fucking yep. Delta stuff. So, yep, yep. So that's um, I, I think I that's what I would pick, and I still don't think Edmonton. I think coming out of the Central, um, Edmonton finds a way to take one of those wild cards um, in in that scenario. Yeah, um, yeah. That that being said, though, like like if because if Edmonton takes one of the top three spots, I don't see Vancouver taking a wild card. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, and I get that. Just looking at the Central, like I hate that Minnesota's good. But I think I don't see. In fact, I don't see. Like, if the Kraken, see, you say the Kraken take a wild card. I d- if if the Kraken or the Canucks don't take one of the top three seeds, I don't see them taking a wild card. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, Chicago is improved, but I still think that division I think it's is, en- is. I think it's enough to get them a wild you card. You think it is? Well, so who, who's in the central right now? Uh, Dallas, Colorado, St. Louis, Arizona, Nashville, Winnipeg, Chicago, Minnesota. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I definitely. No, it's so I think Minnesota's, Dallas, Minnesota's going to be solid. Dallas got Dallas, older. I, I Dallas. But Dallas going to have a comeback. I think Dallas they, is still a little. Dallas is a little more questionable to me than I think. If they any, should be. if any team that got totally fucked from COVID, it's Dallas. True. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Like they, they got hit with a storm sure. and it was bad. So Colorado's winning that for sure. I think Arizona. Well, Arizona. No, Arizona's out. Arizona's going for Shane Wright, so they're getting dead last this year. They're going to be fucking garbage. Yeah, they're uh, Nashville's not going to be any good. Winnipeg will be okay, but I I put Winnipeg into a Winnipeg, Chicago, Dallas. So for me, that's 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 where I'm at in the in the central is is that's kind of a, a level of their own. Colorado's obviously at the top. Then I would throw St. Louis and Minnesota into a into a realm. Um, and then I can see the other three, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Chicago, kind of battling it out for some of those wild card spots, right? But if you if I'm looking at it in that regard, if I'm just the way that I kind of built my shit, and I'm looking at the Kraken, uh, you know, the, the, I'll throw Calgary in there too. With those three, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Chicago, I, I think I think they're pretty evenly matched. So I think you could kind of you know it just depends who gets hot at the right time. But um, I do I think overall Central is much stronger, and it's. It's because of the sad little California. Oh, Central's teams. much better. I, yeah. I absolutely. The California teams are just sad, dude. <laughs> just, they're so they're, sad. they're really bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, that's so tough. I mean, looking at that, the Central Division. I. It's not gonna be fun. Is Flor is Florida in it? No, Florida's East, bro. No, I know. Oh, sorry. This is so it's confused with like the old from last year too. Um, yeah. 21, 21 to present. Okay, so Arizona Coyote changes from the 2020. So the league returned to the previous. Carolina Hurricanes and Columbus Blue Jackets moved to the Metropolitan. So there, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, and Tampa Bay Lightning moved to the Atlantic. No, Atlanta, Arizona. Okay, so Colorado's getting one. I'd still take St. Louis. They're not. They're fine. Um, the Jets are solid. Man, not that great, Atlantic but solid. is so top heavy. Yeah, it is. Holy shit, that's crazy. 
yeah, it's not it's not good. Um, but no, okay. So overall, I I'm I, I am optimistic about the Kraken season. I, if Same. they were in a different division, I would I would be worried. Um, but I think that they have the opportunity to. I'm gonna stick by I think my original prediction for the Kraken. I said this a long time ago. A, f- a first round playoff exit. And that's yeah yeah I can see that. I think that's fine. I, I will I will stick by that. Um, they are unfortunately they're just not winning. They're not going to win that division. No. They're, they're, there's Vegas is going. Vegas is it, barring a, another choke. Which if they lose next year and they don't make it to at least the conference final, um, I think they're big changes. They're they're going to get the Sharks moniker as a choking team mm. um, because this is a team that's built to win now kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, so if they don't do it, but I don't see that like you know first round. Uh, depending on who they get, it, they, like the Kraken are just not beating the Vegas Golden Knights in a seven game series. It's just not going to happen. No. Um, they're not. Gonna, I mean, it'd be tough. It, now, any other team in the division? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think Edmonton's going to be stronger than we think, but I, you know, so yeah, I think I think Vegas and Edmonton will be closer than. I, just, I know it's I, it's so hard to root like they just lost to the Winnipeg them. Jets in four games. They got exposed, like all you have to man. do all you, no it's everybody has figured out the secret to be Edmonton. If you can just get one, you find the best shutdown guy on your team. And Winnipeg found um, what was his name, the guy that basically shut down McDavid all series. Um, can't remember. Anyway, all you have to if you just make McDavid. A non-effect, you will win the game. Yeah, well, because Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton doesn't have any goalies. You know, no, Mike Smith is terrible. Yeah, I. It's honestly like, I don't. No, no faith in him. I don't know how you. Uh, if I'm McDavid, I, I'm not asking for a trade, but I'm definitely like, I'm doing something to get the G, like to get Ken Hall in the fuck out of there because this is bad mike smith and miko koskinen are your attendees when when you you have the best player in the league i mean you, you can't even i mean i'm not even gonna let anybody argue with me on that there's not even no it's there's not, not even, even i i love i love colorado fans that'll say it's mckinnon I'm like no, no it's not it's it's, it's mcdavid not. because mcdavid not only is the best player in the world but he's doing it on a team where like what is he leon dreisaitl like okay i mean like yeah but like Come on, dude! <laughs> I mean, how I how I how I immediately shoot those arguments down is swap them. Say McDavid yeah. was on Colorado and McKinnon was in Edmonton. Edmonton would not have made the playoffs at all. Yeah, and Colorado would have a Stanley Cup, at least two right now. I think the only argument I would that I've that I, just this is total insider for me because I'm in, put, I'm a total put insider. McDavid. Put McDavid next to Landeskog and Rantanen. Think about that for a second. Yeah, hundred percent. And the other, the other thing I also think is, is I think McKinnon. You know, arguably, I think McKinnon's probably a better leader. You know, because he doesn't let his players eat sugar. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> <laughs> Those memes for like the next two days oh were absolute God, fire. They were fucking going like the, off. The classic picture of him throwing the water bottle when he was pissed when his teammates <laughs> <Yeah>. eat sugar. <laughs> oh, it just speaks, you know, speaks wonders about the man. Duncan Keith on daily faceoff is a seventy-four point three. What Duncan year is Keith. it? <laughs> 
What fucking year is it? Is it 2012? The fuck? I am, yeah. Holy shit, dude! I can't wait. Can't wait to play him on There's NHL 2022. Their fourth defenseman is Cody CC. All right, I'm starting to rethink my shit here. Yeah, you should oh, because they're fucking Christ. garbage. Look at their fuck. Well, actually, Warren Fogle is is pretty good on that third line, but Devin Shore. Oh, <laughs> god damn, dude! Their All top right, six is me... good, but. Let's let's end with some Edmonton Oilers bashing. Okay, um, so their their top their top six top six have basically remained unchanged, other than Zach Hyman, and he is a a non-effect. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like he is going to do. He's going to do what the guy who he replaced did. He's a five on five guy. I think is what kind of what I was reading up on him and he, stuff is like they're great, looking at him great. to come in there and score five on five goals. I guess, but I, he's but he didn't do that. He had again. He was skating either with – at any given time, he was on the ice with Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, or Marner, and he didn't – he just – no. I, he's just – he had a decent year last year, and he's just cashing in on it. But I mean, you can't even make that argument, though, because he's moving over to arguably two better players in Dreisaitl and McDavid. You know, like, but they're not skating together. He's gonna be he's gonna be on a line with Pulleyarvi and McDavid, and that's just it's it's the exact yeah. same situation that it's been. Like it's this doesn't change anything. Yeah. And then let's look at this, and then the bottom six. You just Archibald and McLeod. Yeah. You okay. Just, you just better hope that your top two. Zach are... Cassian. I, I refuse to believe that any team with Zach Cassian is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's spot on. I don't. I don't. I just don't believe it. Um, I refuse to believe that pairings, any team whose number one goalie is Mike Smith at fucking forty three or whatever no. hell he is is going to be any good. No. Um. And then again, uh, Darnell Nurse. I know. I have a. I, I think he's overrated. Tyson Berry is slightly underrated in my opinion. But they just cancel each other out. Duncan Keith is not good. I don't think he's going to have a, a resurrection there. Cody CC's trash. Chris Russell is an unknown, and Bouchard doesn't even have a rating on Daily Faceoff he's because just, he hasn't fucking. Yeah, he hasn't played enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's terrible. And then you've got two goalies that have proved that they're at their on their best day are a, slightly above average. Let me apologize to Mike Smith fans out there. He's thirty nine. This this is a bad team. I don't understand where anybody has any hope. Uh, now now I'm feeling real good about my picks. <laughs> now I'm feeling real good. I'm thinking I'm I'm definitely thinking Vancouver, Kraken, and Vegas. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like I don't. I'm definitely this team, starting to get more on board with that. Because they're going like yes, they're they're moving to the Pacific where there are some weak teams, but the Pacific Division. Oh, that would be a hot take. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I was about to say that the Pacific Division is stronger than the Canadian Division from last year. Mm. But I almost would say that. I almost would say that. If not, it's real close. Oh, man. Edmonton, hmm. And Edmonton couldn't make it in the Canadian Division, so how the fuck are they going to do it in the Pacific? Oh, I love Vancouver's top nine. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to get in here. I'm starting to. Are you coming around? Yeah, to, I'm coming, coming around, around my way bit. of thinking. Edmonton, you have to have a goalie. Yep, you have to have a goalie. I know Smith had oh. a, Smith had a decent. Oh, I'm feeling I'm year. feeling real good now. I'm feeling real good now. Ugh. You got when you've got Tanner Pearson on your third line. Yeah, like well, that it, just because just because there's talent in front of him. 
Well, and Pod Colson is actually a good. He's going to be a good little player. So this, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. That's a strong top six, and then their defense. You've got o, OEL, who arguably is is overrated, okay. but he's on a second line. Like that's fine. Tyler Myers could, if if he's just not forced to play offense, he'll be fine. Hamannick is fine. Hughes is Hughes, um, and then you don't really care about your. You know, I don't know who Rathbone and Pullman are, but whatever. You don't know who Rathbone and Pullman are? No, I don't <laughs> I know. I couldn't even get is. through that whole fucking sentence. I know that is. Oh, and they got rid of the, uh, Yaroslav Halak? Are you kidding me? Yeah, where did where did Holpe go? I don't, I don't remember that. I, apparently not here because he's gone, but Halak is fuck Hell yeah. Like, Halak could be the goddamn starter. True. This, I like this team a lot. Now I'm, I'm real confident. Like I'm not even I'm not even wishy washy on anymore. Like Vancouver's Vancouver's taking one of those spots, and they're gonna have some good game against the crack. I think like they are this. too. I think I think a great move was with. I mean I know Arizona was in full fucking sell mode, but um, yeah, getting getting gar- getting arguably Arizona's best player and Arizona's for sure. I mean Chickren's pretty damn good, but one of their you know. They're top two D. That's sure. fucking great. I mean, that's well. They had to get they had to get draft picks for the ones they fucking lost. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Who does fucking Holtby play for now? The fucking uh, Utica Comets. <laughs> yeah, they sending him down. <laughs> oh jeez. The fucking, so Wikipedia the fucking... says it's the Dallas Stars. The fucking Rochester horsies. Mm, the Silver Knights? Yeah. No, not even that. The, the Bronze Knights. Who does Braden Holtby play for? You're- it says the <laughs> Dallas Stars, dude. Okay. I missed something. The, something happened. The Dallas Stars? I guess. So who are the Dallas Stars goalies? I thought we followed hockey, dude. What are we doing? Uh, apparently not. Bullshit. Holy shit. Goalies for them. Okay. Ottinger and Kudobin. I don't see Brain Holpe here. Dude, you're right. He's probably in fucking Utica. <laughs> He's in fucking Utica, dude. What are we doing? God dude? damn. The guy won a Stanley Cup and now he just is done. Oh, he's like, God. he's pull- he's pulling a straight Tim Thomas right now. Like he got his cup and he's like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, I'm done with this. Ben Bishop still on IR. I don't even see him. Like, he's like the... With Ben Bishop hurt, he's still the third string goalie. He's bad, dude. <laughs> he's so bad. He's kind of... I Okay, I know all goalies are fucking weird. Like, it's just a given. But, I like, if you see pictures of Holpe, look, he looks kind of fuck Like, crazy. Just a, he's a weird guy. Like, him and Leonard, like, go around and, like, talk about conspiracy theories or something. <laughs> you think that's the... They have a group message, but it's just those two, and they think there's yeah. like other people in there. Cause they're fucking, yes, like minds are just they're seeing shit. Flurry, what do you think about this? And then it's just it's just dead silence. That's a great point. Uh, God, Flurry never texts me back. He's not even fucking in here. <laughs> yeah, because he's in fucking Chicago right now. Uh, so uh, okay, are we are you know are we calling it good? Calling it. I think that was a good cracking episode. We'll move on to other stuff in the next episode. We're gonna basically the next the point of these next four episodes is just gonna it's all off season, you know, uh, pre up to get you guys ready for the season, and then we'll move into like actual picks and whatnot, that kind of thing uh, down the road. Boom. Last thing for me, Darnell Nurse makes 
9.25 million per year for the next fucking nine years. This can't Darn be right. Man. This can't be that is right. A, that is a Ken. That is a classic Ken Holland. Eight signing. years. Like, yep. Eight. That years. is that is a one hundred percent classic Ken Holland signing. Like like he's 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 a middle middle player that he is way overpaying. It's that is a Danny DeKaiser, Justin Abelkader, uh Franz Nielsen signing. Like hundred percent. Jesus Christ, man. Like there's no even there's no even getting around it. Like that is one hundred percent what it is. I, this is uh, that's the last thing I'll say that's honestly that's gonna help me sleep at night <laughs> just knowing that, that Edmonton is so fucked they are so fu- like it's that like like they're either gonna be oh. top three in the league or they're gonna like they, honestly like la could maybe be better than them mm. and and then Austin Matthews kills himself only because Cal Peterson oh Austin Matthews is too into himself to kill himself. Not Austin Matthews, McDavid. Sorry, okay. McDavid. I McDavid. Said. I think McDavid. McDavid and Dougie Hamilton need to be on the same team. I think they're fucking weirdos. The, it, well, no, Dougie. Dougie Hamilton's a weirdo. McDavid is just like so PTSD'd by Edmonton. <laughs> like he's just so, like he's so tired. He's he's okay. And uh, this here's a prediction. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. We are two to three years away from. A full-on Jack Eichel situation with McDavid in Edmonton. Yeah, I think he's going to the Kings, right? Eichel? <laughs> no, fucking McDavid. Oh, McDavid. No, I what I what I mean is is like it's going to be a situation where like McDavid is just over the team and he's going to make uh, like Eichel fired is like he wants out. Like oh, there yeah. if there is anybody who has made it m- any more clear that he wants out of Buffalo, it's him. I want out of Buffalo. We're not even there. Fucking so over Buffalo. I like I like Florida. I'm looking at their roster right now. Oh, hold on. I might have just lost my recording. Nope, we're clean. We're good. Yep. Let's get out of here. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe to us. Um, I know we're inconsistent, but we're working on it. Uh, we're we're just we're just two hockey players trying to trying to get along in this world. So and we're cute. We are we are fairly good looking, mm-hmm. uh, from what our mothers have told us. So thanks, mom. <laughs> God damn it! All right, uh, let's get out of here. Okay, bye.